And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? Um, I'm playing video games, dude. I, uh, you know, I've, I, I've, I needed a side hustle. So I'm hard at work, man. I'm in the metaverse, the sandbox, the web three, the Xbox, the Nintendo, the switch, IBM PC junior. <laughs> I got some pokeballs I can sell you. Game boy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've got them all running right now. Cause you know, I heard that you could play to earn and there's a whole economy forming around that. Is that there true? Is. There is. You want to buy some of my Pokeballs? No. No. No? Uh, my you... rule of thumb is anytime you offer to sell me anything with the word balls in it, I should say no. <laughs> so, okay. yeah. It's true. So, on, true. A, on a better note, Matt, one thing that I will buy into is the fact that today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Canva, where you go to collaborate and create amazing graphic designs for free, whether it's a presentation to share, an idea, a video to launch, a video to launch your business, or a social post to start a conversation with Canva. You can design anything discover the magic of visual communication and how canva helps you create a lasting impact today visit canva.com to learn more look there's a link for that in the show notes there's also links to the other episodes in our series about nfts for which canva was kind enough to sponsor the whole thing after i sent them a proposal for doing so with a proposal and presentation i created on canva yeah so anyway you're still the yeah. best graphic designer I know because of Canva. I, I and you know I I'm not going to disagree, and at the same time I'm sorry to hear that. Anyway, so, so Matt, tell me about play to earn. What is all this stuff? Well, I mean, we all play video games, right? And in certain games, you know, you you got to level up your troops and do this and do that and whatever. And and a yeah, lot of games a lot these of days, games. they want you to buy gems or buy whatever the things are, right? And um, the key is, in some of these games, there's people that can play and basically make the gems or whatever the things are and then sell them to the other people that are willing to pay for the gems, right? Um, just like with Pokemon. I know, like, your was it your son that really likes Pokemon? Still does. And you occasionally buy Pokeballs, right, for him, right? So... Yeah. If uh, if I could convince my kids to play it all the time and just make the Pokeballs and like find Pokeballs, I don't know how the hell you do this in this game, but somehow or they find Pokeballs, and then if and then they could sell them to you, then uh, my kids could make some money because you want to buy the Pokeballs. So, um, you know that's the way a lot of these games work is people can can play them and they earn all sorts of different things, widgets, gems, whatever the things are and then sell them to other people who are willing to pay for them. Okay. You, you ever play any games like that? You know, it's funny is uh, 
I have a PlayStation five and have, you know, since it basically came out, I've probably played it for about five hours total. Um, I just don't, I'm not a gamer, man. I just don't do a whole lot of that. I don't, uh, I mean, it's not really my jam. Like I, you know, now, uh, now that I can get paid for it, eh, probably still won't do it. Cause I just, I mean, how much can you actually make doing this? Well, so the, the biggest game out there in recent times has been Axie Infinity. And I want to say people could probably make like, depending on how many hours a day you, you, you play probably like five, 10, maybe $20 a day, which does not sound. So a dollar an hour. So that doesn't sound like a lot of money, but you and I both know in certain countries around the world, like a dollar an hour is like a minimum wage. It's like they could go yeah. get a job making a dollar an hour, or maybe they could play some kind of game and make 75 cents or a dollar 50 or whatever. And the whole key to these games is um, you're trying to, you know, get some advantage, right? People pay because they want a better character or whatever. And with Axie Infinity, they're they're like axes, which which is very similar to Pokemon, by the way. So you probably know way more about this than I do. But they have you know different characteristics and um, different fighting capabilities and all this stuff, right? And so in Axie Infinity, you you are always trying to get better characters, and the more you play the game, you can get better characters. And so then people will sell their characters, right? So then there's a whole marketplace where you can go and buy them. So basically, um, you 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 can play and basically level up the characters and then sell them. But in Axie Infinity, there's also something called smooth love potions. So if you don't want to buy any of my balls, do you want to buy any of my love potions? No. No? No. All right. Well, I have some smooth love potions if you want to buy them. Um, Those are required in Axie Infinity to like, I don't know, level stuff up or whatever it is you do. But the, um, but actually you know, most of this stuff is all on NFT related, right? So um, the SLP, which is those smooth love potions, you can basically buy and sell like crypto. I mean, they're they're like cryptocurrencies. um, And that's how people make money. They make these SLPs and then they're able to sell them for dollars or whatever currency you want. And then you got real money. So it is crazy. You've you've got I think like in the Philippines, there's like hundreds of thousands of people a day that play Axie Infinity yeah. and sell uh, SLP and Axies and all this stuff. It's like a, its own like little mini economy. Have you, have you ever talked to anybody who does this stuff? No, I no? haven't. No. Well, yes, actually, because last week's episode in the series was, if you've been keeping up, it wasn't Matt and Matt. It was myself and I had a guest that was the founder of Earn, the Earn FT. Yeah. Uh, uh, network. And so they have like that, they plug into like 16 different ways. They, I mean, it's everything you can do everything. It's listening music. It's all user engagement related, you know, like, and so there were some gaming implications. So yeah, I have talked to someone about that. I haven't talked to anybody in the Philippines about it, but he did mention, cause you had said that to me before and I brought it up with him and he said that, yeah. So in a, uh, one of the, you talk about just like utilitarianism, so, all right. So if Spotify is $10 a month or $15 a month or whatever, that might not seem like a lot here. That might be a lot in other countries. So some yeah. of this stuff enables it. What it is, is it really just kind of ends up washing out the cost. 
So it's got this kind of like mutual benefit because it's driving usership in for some of these platforms where they might not have it. And, you know, one of the, the, the semi dirty little secrets about SaaS and software products. So like, okay, so if you buy in a, well, I won't say who, cause I don't want to call them out. Maybe there'll be a sponsor on the show later. You buy a uh, subscription X every uh, for $60 a month in the U S that might only be like $20 sure. in the Philippines. Yeah. And now they're going to want you to have, you have to have like a card address that's there in the Philippines. And then sometimes you don't. So maybe check that out if you want to buy something, but because yep. they have to, they have to operate out in the pricing structure, which makes sense. So if you look right. at like some of these games, the music streaming services, I mean, they had a whole bunch. You go back to the episode, I, we listed all of them and you, know, you find a link in the show notes to that and learn more about it. So you mentioned Axie Infinity. Uh, they were in the news lately. Yeah, yeah. I was going to mention that too. Um, one, let me finish my uh, previous thought. I just looked it up. It says there's about two and a half million people a day play Axie Infinity. Can you believe that worldwide? But they estimate about probably 40%, maybe as much as 50% of them are all in the Philippines. So. Wow. Um, and so those, those, like I said, I don't know how much money they'll make. They make like five, 10, $15 a day, something like that, which doesn't seem like a lot of money, but that could be equivalent to like almost a minimum wage job. Um, well, for, or more for those people. Cause yeah. for, if you, if, if you separate like what we'll call skilled labor into not, you know, yeah. like the people that work at full scale. So Matt and I have 250 employees at full scale. Uh, fullscale.io. Now they're yeah. developers. These are like senior people that have been doing what they do for like 10 years. Uh, I don't think they'd be real entertained with $5. No, no, no. But, no. but on the flip side of that, in the city where our headquarters is at, the average wage for just general people, like talking like people that mow grass and, right. are, you know, sweep floors and shit like that, they make like $400 a month. So no, like half uh, of that. Yeah. So five to $10 a day can actually would is actually, uh, well, it's a full-time job. Yeah. So that, that's, that's to me insane that there's that many people that play it, but the, um, but like with all of these games, they all sort of, I mean, let's be honest. They're all sort of a little bit of a Ponzi scheme, right? Because it's like, I have to like in this game, like I have to buy axes so that I can play the game to get more stuff that then I can sell. Like, and so somebody like to play Axie Infinity, you first have to have enough money to buy these characters, which are NFTs to then play the game. And, and then I guess in your hope, right. Is then you make more of them and then sell them to the next person that wants to play the game. But all of a sudden, if nobody wants to play the game anymore, none of it's worth anything. Right. So it's a little bit of a, like a, a Ponzi scheme where it's like, you've got to have a lot of people doing it and wanting to do it. Um, or otherwise like the whole economy of it kind of will just shut down. Um, or you could have some people. Well, so the biggest, the biggest threat to those operating a Ponzi scheme other than jail or death, um, <laughs> is people as, is people making mass withdrawals. So you look at like right. Bernie Madoff, uh, the problem they had there is because those things were representing the only thing they had that was profitable. Uh, when the housing crisis hit in 2008, they had tons of people wanted to take withdrawals. So other, right. other fund managers needed to take the, quote, gain that they had to make the losses not look so bad. And the money wasn't there. And that made it all collapse. Now, I'm at the Axie Infinity uh, homepage right now. And according to them, $3.6 billion 
U.S., I'm assuming that's U.S., traded in their in-house marketplace. And the most expensive Axie, is that the character I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah, yep. 820 grand U.S.? That's insane, man. That's I mean, crazy. dude. So you you mentioned this earlier, and I was going to break sure and bring this up. So the biggest problem with a lot of crypto-related stuff is all the hacks and scams that go on. And so yeah. I do a lot in the DeFi side, which is the decentralized finance. So I don't do as much with like NFTs, but I do a lot on the decentralized finance stuff, which is more like lending and like financial related stuff. Um, like you can take Bitcoin and then borrow US dollars against the Bitcoin as collateral. You can do all this stuff. It's all out there. It's kind of cool. Can I, um, can I borrow 820 grand to buy an Axie? No, but I'll give you some ApeCoin. I'll take that. <laughs> but um, so there's a lot of trading of different cryptocurrencies that exist out there. And any, anyways, like you mentioned, Axie has their own, you know, marketplace for people that want to buy and sell Axies and all this stuff. Right. And anyways, there was some kind of hack that happened within the last week or so. And we're recording this episode on the 1st of April. So it's like three days ago, four or five days ago. There was a, a hack that happened um, where where somebody managed to get basically like the key, like the developer's key that's required to like sign transactions and interact with the marketplace, and then basically drain six hundred million dollars worth of Ethereum and and dollars out of the marketplace, which is insane. Um, I don't know how that has really impacted the game over the last few days since then. If you know, if it just keeps on going, and I mean, dude, if you had a big know. account of whatever that was, and suddenly it turned into vapor, I would imagine you'd, you'd probably have a pretty detrimental effect to all of it. Yeah, I mean, it probably did, that didn't. If you, if, you were, if you went to put your paycheck in the bank every two weeks, and they're like ninety percent of the time, we're going to have your money. Yeah, you wouldn't go put it in the bank. Yeah, so I don't I don't know how that impacted the marketplace, but it just goes to show the the problem with with some you know blockchain related stuff is is these security exploits that can happen. Um, That's been that, with that like crypto in general, like even going all originally back to like Mount Gox, which yes. was originally a Pokemon trading platform that turned into the verse kind of like exchange, exchange and almost like place and like dude, it got cleaned out. Yeah. So, you know, there hasn't been as many of those types of like exchange hacks. You know, you have things like Binance and Coinbase and all these that are, yeah. you know, at least in recent times, those big exchanges have been pretty bulletproof and, and pretty safe. But yeah, you go back like several years ago. Yeah, there was like a lot of that shit going on with Mount Gox and all these things, like huge hacks that happened. So, yeah, and but, I mean, I that's that's been going on a lot in crypto. Now, that said, um it's probably a drop in the bucket compared to white collar crime and other forms of fraud and theft. Like you, we were just talking about Bernie Madoff. He, he stole way more yeah. money. He stole yep. significantly more money than that. You know? So, I mean, this isn't just a crypto related thing, but okay. So, all right. So we, so I can, I can make a dollar an hour. So we've been talking about Axie infinity a lot. Cause that's, the big the biggest one out there at this point but do you know what the first one was the first like uh nft crypto play earned you know play to earn game was i do not it was crypto kitties ah. and so crypto kitties was actually the very first game came out in 2017 and you know it was in many ways kind of way before way before its time because 
just like today, everybody loves like these bored apes and all this stuff. And they're different avatars and JPEGs and whatever. I mean, the crypto kitties were just, they were cute little pictures <laughs> of cats, right? So if you go to crypto kitties website, they're just cute cats. It's the same thing. They're just JPEGs, but crypto kitties was the same thing. You, you know, you get a couple cats and then you breed them together and then you get a new cat and it has, you know, unique capability, you know, features and capabilities and whatever. Um, just like other NFTs, right? Like you have your grandpa apes and stuff and they have unique, you know, styles and you like his 3D glasses or whatever it is, right? So crypto kitties are the same way. They have just unique attributes to them. But basically, you know, you can buy crypto kitties and breed them together. And if you're really lucky, you'll get some super rare one or whatever, and then you can sell that. And and then you have people with a lot of NFTs that are then trying to take these things and like create other games out of them, right? So crypto kitties is more about like breeding them together, I believe. It's not like Axie Infinity, which is like a game where you like go and fight and do whatever you do. Um, but I think, you know, CryptoKitties wants to, I think, get to that point is make more games and stuff baked, based on the characters. But um, there's a lot of this kind of stuff going on. Um, so, people so I'm trying to open create games. right now and I, I looked up crypto kitties and most of the time when for NFTs, when you go to stuff like, okay, you look at, we'll use board ape, the most mm -hmm. for that and crypto punks, those have like 10,000, right? They have 2 million yeah. on crypto kitties, which yes. have 114,000, almost 115,000 different users. And right here at the top of the list, I'm clicking one that is for sale for 10,000 ETH. It's $35 million. That's insanity. I, can I get your wallet address so I can buy this? <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. And so, so yeah, it's I, not as let's, rare. Let's take a moment and reflect on the fucking insanity of that. <laughs> okay. So let me, let me, let, let me break this down for you. Okay. So in the world of banking, you will often hear high net, worth individual, super high net worth individual, and then ultra, like ultra high net worth. Okay. So the first one starts at 1 million, the next one's 10 million, and the next one's 30 million, of which literally like 0.1, like not even 0.1%. There's like a and dude, how many people have a net worth of $30 million, but whoever the per let's see who owns this. Cause this is on the blockchain. It's at the crypto kitties auction. You can make an offer on it. You don't have to go 35 million. I'm thinking 32 million. Let's let's under let's go a little lower. I'm gonna bid uh, it, more than the should I bid more than the buy it now price and just really he's got gold eyes though, man. That's super rare. Well well, let's talk about that for a second, because that's actually a really good point. So that's one of the things that people find attractive. So like Eminem bought a board ape uh in 2021 that really resembled him. It yeah, like it looked it had similar to him. Um, kind of, all these board, I bought all of the, my grandpa apes. Cause I thought they looked like you. Cause you look like um, a grandpa. Now, now here's the thing though. Those are the board apes are like a million bucks or more. And some of that, um, yeah, uh, by the way, you know, we, we know someone that works at full scale whose buddy gave him uh, a crypto punk when they were like $40 a piece. And they kind of like, I transferred you an NFT a while ago, just so I could see how it worked. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like a joke. Now, now I was talking to my wife last night and reminded her that the very first Bitcoin transaction was like 10,000 Bitcoins for a pizza. Yeah. And that's like at one point that would have been $69 million worth of, of Bitcoin. 
based on the highest price it saw based on the one today, it's still 50 million, which you could buy this crypto kitty and still have 15 (laughs) million left. But I mean, so look look at the math on this. So this transaction, if two and a half percent of this stays at OpenSea, congratulations, OpenSea, my God. You know what I'm doing right now? I'm dragging this crypto kitty over to my desktop. Oh. Yeah, now I've got it. Yo, it's a PNG. So, oh, great. It has a transparent background. So maybe I'll put I'll put him in with my apes on the ads that go with this. Now, you know, you know, it's we're talking about the creation of images and stuff like that, which feels like a really good time to remind everyone that today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Canva. With Canva, you can design your ideas with ease. You could use Canva and within moments, make an NFT and go and upload it somewhere like OpenSea. And I think that's pretty cool. And by the way, you can make really cool stuff with Canva, so it would look good. Probably better than this $35 million PNG file that I saw there. But you know, they have a half a million free templates. They have a rich content library. They can help your team achieve your goals. You can sign up and start designing for free at Canva.com. There's a link in the show notes. Now, Matt, I think sometimes you think about Canva as like me using that to be a designer and make images and stuff like that. But one of the hardest parts about making cool images is collaborating with your teams. And they have some really cool stuff in there. So you can have multiple people in there and it's, editing it, a file at once. It, look, if you've never had to do a cre- be on a creative or marketing or something team and the amount of time, effort and energy you will spend, like just saying like, Hey dude, this needs to be a little bigger font. Like having that in the built into the tool that you use is super helpful. Yeah. So I'm going to do so many things. Do not steal copyrighted images and turn them into (laughs) other stuff. I felt like I needed to to disclaim that. Okay. So, all right, let's have a discussion about this. So you talk about Axie Infinity and playing it. When I think about that, I always think of, you know, there's always someone gaming the system. Yes. Pun intended there. Oh, yeah. Right? So, like, I mean, is it... (laughs) I mean, I'll, I'll just, it's late enough. I'll admit this. So like when I was a ticket broker, we had like dozens of iPods and phones and, and shit. Cause we yes. not, I mean, yeah, we would just, you, you know, could, cause we could make individual purchases on them over and over and over and yeah. not just have one browser, you know, getting kicked out for having too many open or something like that. How do people game this stuff? Cause I know people are, they have to be. Yeah. So they're definitely, I don't know about Axie infinity, but definitely some of these types of games, people are automating playing the games. And so honestly, that's how I learned to do computer programming back when I was in like, yeah, oh, yeah. Grade. tell that story, man. Tell because, that story. you know, back then it was dial up. So I had a modem and I would dial up and when play was text. back then, give us a year, old man. God, So I, this would have been like 1995, 1994. Yeah. That's why like, you're getting a grandpa ape and not a boy. Yes. one. And back then when we had dial up, I would dial up and play text-based games and they were like Dungeons and Dragons games, right? So, you know, I would, I would want to level up my player and I want the best sword and I, you know, want the best armor and all that. And Gotta so have it. all night, all day while I'm at school and while I'm sleeping, my character runs around in a circle, like killing skeletons and zombies or whatever, and picks up the gold that they drop and whatever. So then when I wake up in the morning, I've got more experience points and I've got more gold and whatever, right? How did and, you do that? But how did you do that? Do you script it or just like... Yeah, you would... Basically, there was scripts that would 
like read the text that comes on the screen, right? So you can read mm. the text that comes on the screen and then know like, oh, it found a monster. And then I put in A for attack or whatever until I kill it. And then I have to and sit go there back and, rest. and do that 10,000 times. Yeah. And then my character has to rest until I get all my hit points back and then I can run around again until I find another monster and then kill that monster. But, um, you know, even back then to take um, a little tangent for a second, I bought like at one point in time, I think I paid like 50 or $75, something like that to buy some super rare sword or something from somebody else, like in the real world, much like you would today with these NFTs, right? Like just like people want to pay $75 for a super cool Axie from Axie infinity or whatever. I paid $75 for a sword. Right. And that was a long time ago. So, I mean, I can totally see today people doing this kind of stuff in games and it, it makes sense to me. But we, you talk yeah. about like automating it. Yeah, as a computer programmer, right? If like Sandbox, we talked earlier about Sandbox, like the metaverse, that runs in the browser. It, you don't even have to install anything on your computer. You can actually run it in your web browser. So, you you know, you're familiar with things like Selenium and all these browser yeah. toolkits and stuff like that, that do yeah. QA stuff. Like potentially, maybe it's as simple as wiring up one of those things. It says click here, click here, press the up key, you know, up on the keyboard run around in a circle or do whatever in some game and you might be able to make money doing it. And yeah, there are no doubt people that make like little bots or like automated things that are gaming the system on some of these things. Maybe that's what I should be doing. Maybe I'm well, missing out so, on all of it. So some of, well, some of the first AI stuff that came out, the easiest way for the designers and the developers to put it in motion was to let it play games. Yeah, absolutely. Cause the game would just stay on and then they could do it at scale. So they could let, they could run 5,000 different versions of it and the AI was doing stuff within it. So, I mean, and, that, and that's true, you know, because that was just yeah. an easy way to, uh, well, if you go all the way, remember the movie War Games with mm-hmm. Matthew Broderick? Yeah. yeah. So Whopper, that computer was just like, the, you remember because he was playing games with it. It was all just about training that thing to understand mm-hmm. game theory and what happens when you like, okay, so I've done this 5,000 times and it always resulted in game over. Don't do it next time. That's all yeah. AI and machine learning is. So I guarantee, so it, did, by the way, did you start, what, did you watch the the Super Pump series on Showtime at all? No, not yet. Okay, so, not and by yet. the way, I highly recommend that. Uh, it's the story of Uber. So Uber had a massive problem when they tried to go into China because right before they launched in China, Apple redu- uh, removed a, a specific device tag on the iPhone that made it very difficult to track if like, so meaning device specific. So they were, they, they had these maps at Uber where they had literally looked like centipedes and they would be like 50 cars in a row, but it was really just one car with mm. 50 different, like they were simulating rides in order to get the bonus things. And they were losing $25 million a week to that. And that, and, and they could, and they, it was, yeah. So someone's always out there gaming these things and trying to, there's always a hustle uh, that Man. someone's going to figure out. So I know yeah. what I'm doing this weekend. I didn't even think about that. You're gaming, you're driving for Uber. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, you're going to build AI <laughs> that plays video games. Yeah. While I sleep, I should get back to that, I guess. Yeah. But you know, and by the way, the way that that goes when you're an entrepreneur is once you, once you figure that out and you're like, huh, I can make a dollar an hour doing that. We probably better buy fifteen thousand computers. Yeah, let's scale. We're gonna this end thing up. Maybe. We're gonna end up like purchasing like the building next door to the full scale building, 
and it have a room just, full and, and, of and, raspberry and the, pies. The deafening sound of ten thousand computer fans on at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And no doubt there are people doing that to these play to earn games. Absolutely. Or yeah. or uh paying people to play the game or like like all sorts of crazy stuff I guarantee that goes on. Yeah, I'm gonna put my kids to work. Yeah, heck yeah. Put them to work. Yeah. And I'm gonna buy you a grandpa ape with the with the proceeds. So okay, so it, um it, I mean is this is this something that so you have the top nft games axie infinity you got the sandbox gods unchained DeFi kingdom splinterlands i love how they all have their tokens it's axe sand land gods mm-hmm. jewel wax i messed around with DeFi kingdom one day i played that once so is this something that still like has like massive growth potential are we in the infancy are we, you know, like, I mean, where, where do you think we're at with this as, as, as a world? Um, what's interesting is, you know, today you can play like these super high tech, like immersive graphics, you know, games like the latest Call of Duty or like, you know, that have just like most realistic, like super cool, like graphics and all that stuff, right? But people also love like retro games and stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times these games, they're not cutting edge graphics. They're, they're Some of them are pretty lame, but the um, they're definitely kind of more retro feeling kind of games. And even some of the metaverse stuff, like you go into like the sandbox or some of those yeah. like metaverse things and the graphics are not, not super exciting. They're not super impressive. Kind of like but, the Snoop Dogg doggies that don't look like yes. Snoop Dogg. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You saw those. Yeah, they're not super impressive. Well, I was going to buy you one and then I didn't. But that but that partly makes I can't like, afford it. I can't afford the gas fees. But the good news is that makes like creating these games like a lot easier because the graphics are not like super crazy. True. Um well, and, and so, then, you know another thing too, you were mentioning com- countries like the Philippines, you can't be bandwidth intensive with a lot of those countries because yeah. You know, like, so Philippines is, is we'll call that more of second world infrastructure for the most part. And I say second world because there's spots of it where are more modern than where I'm at right now. Yeah. And then some of it's not even close, but, you know, a lot of people still have over the air internet, you yeah. know, like, like literally like mobile hotspots kind of stuff. And well, I own a house the- there and I think our internet's three megabits. Like we're not on super high, fast broadband, even at my house there. So. Well, and so that's one of the things that, uh, like Elon's trying to st- uh, solve with Starlink. Yeah. And yep. yeah. So, so we've launched 3000 satellites into space so the world can make a living playing crypto kitties. <laughs> maybe yeah. man, maybe it's crazy. So it's crazy. So question, and I th- I'm positive. I know the answer to this. So with crypto kitties, they're obviously, they're, they're just, they're, their monetization model is shaving off fees that are associated with these transactions then right yeah yeah so the game's selling free a to kitty, play sure. for the most part but if you're going to buy a 75 dollar this then they're going to keep seven dollars and 50 cents or 15 or something like that so you know that's something that I have, a lot of people don't consider <laughs> you know i had a meeting once at the old full-scale office with someone that wanted to build an app and it was i got halfway through the meeting and i realized that this young entrepreneur who had a lot of spirit but didn't realize that Apple keeps 30% of in-app purchases. Yeah. 
and his margin was 15%. So like I saw that and I had, I had stopped and I was like, Hey, you realize that with this current model, you would lose 15% on every sale. And he's like, what do you mean? Right. So, but the thing is, is, but that's how, app, so the app store, and that was a big fight they got into because finally Apple made the concession of, of removing that or moving that down to 15% for like SaaS type recurring subscriptions. Mm-hmm. But think about, think that's why Apple's prints money. Like that's Axie Infinity, the Axie Infinity model times yeah. half of mobile devices. Well, and that's why they're fighting with like Epic and Fortnite and all yeah. that. Like uh, they sued yep. them because of they're taking the 30%, which right. doesn't make any sense, right? Because if I go buy something on Instacart or Amazon on, on an Apple device, they're not taking 30%. But they do if you all of a sudden buy $10 worth of V-Bucks on Fortnite. Like it's Yeah, weird. but I think that there's a, I, I bet is your app, I don't think your app for those things is actually tendered through the, it's it's different. It's a little different because, you know, do you have Audible, do you have the Audible app, like books no. on tape? Okay, so you can't purchase credits that you have to go like, yeah. The audible, like, so you go have to like amazon.com, not the Amazon app, but I hear what you're saying with the actual Amazon app. Cause I guess you do get that through the app. Well, store. that's what like, Apple fights, right? Apple's trying to prevent. Also, they have rules that says you can't, you have to pay through the Apple store. Or you can't pay outside of it. And that's what Epic was fighting them on actually is you could pay outside of the Apple store. How does Amazon get around that? Uh, because they're not selling digital goods. I think it's all a digital goods thing. Uh, I think that's what it is. But any, anyways, we 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 digress. But <laughs> well, well, no, well, Gigabook has a has a Apple app. But the thing is, is we don't have a sign up. You can't subscribe through the app, which, right. by the way, is a shitty approach because it doesn't. It would le- let them have their thirty percent, right? Because if they're the reason that it, you know whatever it is, what it is, raise your prices if it doesn't fit your model. Because the so that, easier you easier you make it to subscribe. So that was an issue I had with so many things. Like, so I use I'm an Apple guy, and I have Apple TV, and it, it, we use that to power our TVs. But you know, like when I, I so I'm a, I'm a History Channel buff, and uh, I never subscribed to it because I had to like go somewhere else to subscribe and then come back and sign in. And they've made they've fixed that a lot now. And you know, it is what it is. I don't know if that was just stubbornness or lack of the app providers creating something. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. So on these, all these new play to earn games, I think are are really interesting. And they're kind of piggyback on another trend with games where games are free. Like Fortnite is free, right? Um, and it's one of the most popular games there is. So instead of paying $60 for a video game, like, uh, Call of Duty or whatever, I'm paying six. I'm paying nothing for Fortnite, but then they make an insane amount of money on people buying skins and dances, you know, V bucks yeah. and all this stuff, right? Like, there's an economy Love with potions. It, right? But what you're seeing in these play to earn games is the marry of that same strategy, where you've got a, a lot of people that can basically play the game for free. And then you got people that are playing the game that earn some things that then they can sell. And then you have another group that will buy that stuff, right? And so that just creates more and more hype and demand of the game. You've got the people that are that are getting paid to basically pay the game, play the game, and then they're selling stuff to other people. And um, it makes sense. It creates like its own weird little economy and all of it, right? And then somebody like Axie Infinity is 
as you mentioned earlier, I don't know if they're taking 1% or whatever they're taking when people are, are buying and selling these things to each other, but they create like their own little economy. It's really fascinating to me. Yeah, well, that's the, so here's the thing though, is, is one thing that we didn't talk about is remember the, the digital world is all in competition for your eyeballs. Yeah. So there's yep. a huge amount of value. And we talk, we're going to talk about that in a later series about the whole, uh, about NFT property. Right. And, you know, like what people are doing with that, you know, and, and, and what does that mean? Now you hear that, oh, so-and-so spent a million dollars on a lot on main street on Decentraland. Well, why, why can people justify that? And cause it's, you know, uh, we, I mentioned the, the super pumped, the Uber documentary, there's a, we work one on an Apple plus right now. And they said something in it because I, what a brilliant strategy Adam Newman had early. Cause he wanted, he knew he needed big investors. So the second we work was right across the street from, uh, J, where who's Jamie diamond with whatever that is. Is it JP Morgan? Not sure. Someone huge, but they opened it. So he was like, it's not, and here's the thing. It was a shorter building. So it didn't have great views. And they said, it's not what you can see. It's who can see you. So that's where that justification comes in, in the competition for eyeballs. So that's where like, when you hear about, so do you know that TikTok got more visits than Google last year? Like more usage? What? Yeah, wow. dude, world, worldwide, like what the fuck? Wow. Right. So, but here's the thing, though. So that's a threat to Google because then they're oh, not yeah. selling ads and clicking stuff like that. So, you know, Facebooks and Instagram and Reels are com are competing with that, and it's all about getting your eyeballs in. So the same thing goes. So when I would imagine when you look at the key performance indicators at something like Axie Infinity, they're like, how, uh, how many people sign in? How many, uh, how many daily users do we have and how long do they stay in? Yep. How much do they buy and sell and whatever? I don't know. Yep. Man. So this, some of this stuff, it does honestly kind of blow my mind. Well, the, the future of this is, the, and that, so the NFT side of this, you have like the NFT characters like Axie Infinity or CryptoKitties or whatever, you know, you have the NFT of the character. And then in some of them, they also have their tokens, like you mentioned, that are more like crypto tokens or kind of like a currency. So when you play the game, you can, you can earn an NFT or you can earn the current, the different currencies and sell them and whatever and trade them. And the future of this in regards to NFTs, essentially being able to take those NFTs into like multiple different games and stuff, right? It's like, oh, I have my Axie. Can I breed my Axie with a Crypto Kitty? Or maybe I play some game where Interesting. The, the Crypto Kitties fight against the Axies within the Central Land or Sandbox. Like, you know, th that's the, the ultimate goal with some of this, just trying to figure out like this cross uh, compatibility Cro yeah, yeah, between yeah. different things. But and that's smart. I hadn't even really considered that, how they merge. And they have to eventually. Well, they could, right? They'd have to be on the same yeah. blockchain. And a lot of these games are on different blockchains, like DeFi Kingdoms you mentioned earlier. That's on uh, Harmony. And, you know, some of them are on different blockchains too. But um, if they're all on the same blockchain and they wanted to work together, the games have to, you know, you have to program, like as a programmer, I'd have to look you know, for NFTs with a certain contract, there are axes or whatever, right? Like I have to write my code to look for those specifically and then enable them in my game to do something different. But potentially, I think 
you could anybody could just make a game like I'm going to make a game that uses Axie characters, even though Axie Infinity didn't have anything to do with it. Like, I'm just going to make a game and you can bring your Axies and come play over here. Um, that'd be interesting to do. And we'll see if stuff like that happens in the future. But that's so, part so of the value I, I of them. Being I, have an interest, I have an interesting stat about how many NFT projects flop and it's going to surprise you and maybe not. But before I give you that number, I'd as we uh, begin to end this show. And and thanks again for another great series about NFTs. I've learned so much. And hopefully those of you listening have, if you want to learn more about how to do better graphic design and work as a team, I want to just once again, give a big thank you to today's episode sponsor and the series sponsor Canva. With Canva, you can work together. You can do it from wherever you want. You can get on the same page with your team, seamless real-time collaboration. Dude, it's so easy. So easy. It's like, I make really cool stuff with Canva, just to try it out. And by the way, man, like I, I, I the thing I, I love about it is it's really like a drag and drop kind of world. They've, they have taken all of the hard stuff out. All the things like, like, dude, I hate Photoshop. I'm not gonna lie, I hate it. It's too complex, I don't need yeah. all that shit. Like it's, I, it's just too, it's overkill for me. And it's really expensive to buy and subscribe to. Like yeah. Canva's free on many levels. And I actually went ahead and get, I used the paid account. And yeah, it's good stuff. So check this out. I, I, one in three NFT projects at the moment, at the point of the article that I just read is literally like dead. Like it doesn't get any play. It doesn't do anything. It basically flops one in three. Now here's the thing. That number is going to skyrocket because right now there is an oversaturation. I'm seeing it occur. There's flooding of the market everyone's launching an NFT and just know that if you're listening, like, I don't like the whole buying, buying NFTs on speculation. I mean, I think that's risky as hell. That's what it all is though. Right. I mean, it's like a hundred percent speculation, yeah. at least with the NFT games. It's like, okay, I can go buy an Axie infinity and I can play it this weekend and I can sell them. And maybe I've got some smooth love potions and I can sell those to you. Cause you want to buy my love potions. Y- you know, totally. you, you can make a few bucks at it and sell where you're not buying like just a in, you know, NFT art. That's truly just like JPEGs or whatever. Right. Like these kind of NFTs in the games at least have some form of utility uh, within the games themselves and the ecosystem. So as long as the games are popular, kind of earlier why I said it's kind of a little bit like a Ponzi as long as the the games are popular and people want to play the games they'll have some value but yeah if like a hundred thousand people that play Axie Infinity all wanted to sell their Axies tomorrow yeah the price of them is gonna cave so but yeah as long as people want to do it all right well I mean yeah and here's the thing people are like how does this have value value exists wherever we create it you know, people I like mean, to if, play games. If, if there's a market, if there are multiple buyers interested in buying a fucking JPEG of an ape because it's exclusive <laughs> and, and, it, and it's you're like, how there's no way that's worth a million bucks. If it just sold from me to you for a million dollars, it is very much worth a million dollars somewhere, somehow yeah. and whatever. So, I mean, some of this is going to continue to I think the early stuff has a chance. Um, I, I love, I really think it's clever what Bored Ape did. They acquired, so first off, they went out and got traditional venture back funding. Um, they realized they had created a store of wealth. They brought in a ton of money. They went and acquired CryptoPunks. So they had the other kind of original, like popular thing. And then they used that to basically stake and create their own cryptocurrency, ApeCoin. 
Yeah. I mean, can we can we respect the hustle on that? Because well, at I, some at some point and then they're going to create a game. A, yeah, bro, but they haven't even done it yet. Yeah, not and, yet. They, but they so will. let's let's go back and this was like, dude, a year and a half ago, you could buy a board ape for like a couple hundred bucks, man. So yeah. first off, congratulations to the people that actually got that and bought it and did well with it, and then congratulations to the group of entrepreneurs that sat down and said, dude. Let's randomly generate a whole bunch of pictures of apes that look bored. Well, what are we going to do, Matt? I don't know. Let's put a cigarette in some of their mouths and make some <laughs> of their eyes red. And we'll make 10,000 of them. We'll put them on the blockchain and see what happens. And everyone they knew was like, dude, you're never going to sell JPEGs for a lot of money. Wrong. Hold my beer. Watch this. I know, man. Yeah, dude. You sold a company once for 150 million bucks. And how long did it take from when you started that company <laughs> to when you sold it? It was like Eight a 10 years. year turnaround, right? Eight years. I should have just bought Bored Apes. Right. And then, and then, and then how long from when you founded Stackify till that exited? Uh, it's like another 10 years. Right. So yeah. And I, the million dollar bedroom sequence was that was eight year at that company full scale. It's taken us four years to get to 250 employees We've been doing it wrong the whole time, man. We could have just been literally using a generator to create pictures of monkeys. <laughs> and that whole thing is worth five to $10 billion right now, man. Oh, I think I'm going to focus this weekend on building a bot to play these games for me. Dude, no I doubt. I might be in on that. I have another good idea for some entrepreneurship. I think that we, we blazed right over that. And so I'm going to go ahead and end this episode so I can talk to you about it, Matt. I'll see you next week. See you. Startup hustles brought to you by fullscale.io helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button. Then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.